What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Blair List Podcast. Today's episode is a little bit different because it's my first official solo episode in between interviews where I'm going to talk about different social media and marketing tips that people are always asking me about that I think can really help you grow your business. I've been working in social media for almost 10 years now, which is really scary to say because it makes me feel very old, but the one thing that I've learned is that no matter what industry you work in, whether it's hospitality, nightlife, you work for a brand, or you're your own brand and you're an influencer, these foundational principles are really going to help you grow your Instagram organically. When I say organically, I mean that there's no paid media behind it. So there's no Facebook ads, no Instagram boosted posts. It's all about what you post on your feed and connecting with the community that you have on your profile. So let's jump into it. Number one, look at the way that you represent yourself visually on Instagram. Something as simple as having a clear default image that's high resolution using a picture of you that is really clear, you know, staying away from Snapchat filters, or if you're a business, make sure that you have a high-res image of your logo. You want people to start associating your logo with your brand and also get into sort of your aesthetic on your feed. Your feed doesn't necessarily have to be perfect. I think that it can be a little detrimental being too critical of the things that you're posting. I think that it's all about the color tones, the tone of voice that you use. So if you're using the same filter on every photo, your feed is going to look a little bit more cohesive and more like a brand. And your tone of voice is all about how you communicate with people on social. So is your Instagram, you know, do you use like a sarcastic tone of voice or a cheeky tone of voice? Or are you really matter of fact? Are you writing everything in lowercase or are you writing everything in sentence case? I think that it really depends because these elements are really going to subconsciously create a brand image for people inside their head when they associate the name of your brand to products or services that you offer. Make sure that you have a clear bio that says what you do, making it really easy for people to contact you. One thing that I absolutely love is this platform called Linktree, which is a free platform that basically gives you one link that allows you to link out to several links after that. So let's say you're an influencer and you have a YouTube channel, but you also have a blog and an Amazon shop. You click on the one link from Linktree, which is in your bio, and then that brings you to a landing page that allows you to choose from a bunch of different links to link out to wherever your follower wants to go. This is super helpful because I know that sometimes when you're posting something and you're saying link in bio, you're going to have to constantly change that link over and over. And if someone's looking at an older post of yours and wants to figure out how they can get to where they want to get to, the, the link tree will really be helpful in allowing you to have a bunch of things that people can access at once. Plus, it's also easier for you. Number two. Turn your Instagram into a business profile to get free analytics. 
This is super important. And I know that a lot of people come to me saying, well, I'm not like a brick and mortar store. I don't have a physical location or I'm not a huge business. So I don't think that I need a business profile. Well, that's actually not true because turning yourself into a business profile really just means that you create a Facebook fan page that can easily be hidden. You connect that fan page to your Instagram and that allows you to have a topic of what your profile is. So I'm sure you've seen people who have public figure or in my case, it says podcast. There's different categories that you can choose from that shows people what type of content that they're going to be receiving on your profile. So not only does this business profile allow you to do that, but Instagram gives you so many valuable analytics and insights that you can use when you want to partner with a new brand or you're trying to work with someone new and show them what sort of interaction and engagement you get from your posts. This is super beneficial. On the last episode with Emily Sobel, who's an influencer and a creative brand manager, she talked a little bit about creating a media kit or an EPK, which is an electronic press kit, where basically if you have a brand that you want to partner with, you can't just reach out to them and say, hey, I have X amount of followers, you should hire me for this campaign. It's much more in depth and you have to create a presentation proving your value and what you're going to be bringing to the table. So these analytics give you demographics, gender of people who follow you, age demographics, locations, and the times that your followers are most active on the platform. This is great because you can take those screenshots and put that into your EPK to show different brands, hey, I have followers who are 80% women and 20% men. And that lines up with the people that you're trying to target and you're trying to communicate. So I think that if you focus a little bit less on how many followers you have or how many likes you're getting and you really hone in on the demographics of your Instagram profile, brands are really gonna be more inclined to work with you if you're a micro-influencer, meaning you have less than 20,000 followers as opposed to someone who let's say has 200,000 followers, but doesn't have the best engagement and maybe has an unbalanced ratio when it comes to demographics. These are all things that brands think about when they want to reach out to work with someone new, or even if you're a brand who wants to reach other people, this will allow you to understand who is actually engaging with your product, who is looking for you, following you, and those are the people that you should be speaking to when you do run Facebook ads or Instagram ads. Number three, create content based off of your most engaging posts. So with the Instagram insights tool that you now have because you've created a business profile, you can categorize all of your content by different topics. So when you go into the insights tab, you can look at every single post that you have on your feed and show it from ascending or descending order depending on different categories like impressions, reach, likes, different analytics like that that will help you understand what your audience is engaging with. Once you do a little bit of research and you look at what has the most likes, the most shares, comments, saves, that's really going to give you a good idea of what type of content you should be posting. 
Too often, I see brands saying, oh, well, I think that we should create this content because it sounds cool or it looks cool, but in reality, if you're followers aren't engaging with it, you shouldn't spend the time or energy creating that type of content. Number four, use in-app features like IGTV, Reels, Stories, Highlights, Instagram Live. It's so important to continue to use these in-app features because the more consistent you are with it, the more people are going to see your posts. For example, For Reels, Reels was recently launched a few months ago and there were a really small amount of people that already had content for it. It's basically TikTok on Instagram. And during this time in the beginning, people who are the first to upload content got insane amounts of engagement because there was limited content already within the Reels platform. So being one of the first to try out these new features that come out on Instagram is super important but it also helps diversify your content. So if you're posting a lot of static images and really wanna connect with your audience and showing your face a little bit more, Reels is a really cool way to do that because it's 15 second shorts and it allows you to be super creative with it while also making yourself a little bit more relatable. For Instagram Live, something that I really love is that when you go live on Instagram, you actually go to the front of your stories. So when you log in on Instagram and you see all the people's stories that you can look at, if I'm going live and you follow me, it's going to show up first. This is great because Instagram's algorithm is constantly changing and sometimes I feel like I'm not really getting any likes on my posts and people aren't really seeing my stories, my viewership is down a little bit. This will help people know that you're still there, you're creating content, and it allows them to keep up with you with whatever you're working on. This also goes to say, like, don't go live on Instagram Live every single day. A lot of people do that and abuse it, and that will actually do the opposite and will make people unfollow you because you're constantly getting notifications, push notifications saying this person's going live, and it can be a little bit annoying when you're doing that like four times a week. So be very selective and make your content meaningful. It's also really important to note that video viewership is growing so much faster than engagement for images. So if you can play around with creating video content or maybe adding some GIFs to your profile and adding a little bit more of a video element, you're going to automatically see a little bit more engagement. So keep that in mind when you're creating content. Number five, and I cannot stress this enough, post consistently at least once a day. If you're looking to grow your Instagram profile, you need to be posting on your feed and your story every single day. Of course, you really want to make sure that your content has value and you're not just posting like a picture of the sky for no reason, but really hone in on what type of content you want to give people on your profile and figure out how you can plan your posts in advance so you don't really have to think about taking photos every single day. Consistently posting is also going to get your posts seen and appear at the top of people's timelines because the algorithm has changed from chronologically, meaning like if you post at five, everyone who's on at five is going to see your post. It's now based off of engagement. So the people who engage with you most are going to see your content at the top of their feed. The more you post, the more people will see it. Number six, engage with your audience. 
Respond quickly to people who are commenting on your posts. A simple like goes such a long way. I can't even tell you all the times on Grey Goose Twitter account. If I like a post or if I retweet something, people literally freak out and say that it's the best part of their day because they feel like they're being recognized by a brand that they love and support and it really validates them in supporting you in the future. This also means being really active within your DMs. If you're posting a lot on your stories and people are asking you questions, you want to make sure that you're responding to them in a friendly and timely manner because that's going to just make a huge difference with how they engage with your posts in the future. Number seven, collaborate with others, host giveaways, do Instagram story takeovers. This is really something beneficial when you, especially if you're an influencer, because let's say you have less than 20,000 followers and you really want to work with a beauty brand that is huge and maybe a little bit you feel like out of your league. A cool way to introduce yourself to them is to say, hey, I would love to do an Instagram takeover on your stories, show you what type of traffic I can direct to your site and see how our brands together can mesh. Number eight, use hashtags. When I say use hashtags, I don't mean posting a group of 30 hashtags after every single post in the first comment that will just help you get more likes. Be really intentional with your hashtags. If you have a product that you're trying to sell and you want more people to find you, make sure that all of your hashtags are relevant to the product that your company is selling. You don't wanna just post random stuff like like for like or comment for comment. Maybe in the short term, that's gonna get you some more engagement, but in the long run, you want people to find you through these hashtags and connect with your brand on a different level to where you can establish that brand loyalty where they're gonna buy from you in the future. Something cool that Instagram recently launched as well is that people can follow hashtags. So for example, if you're the Blair list and you write hashtag Blair list, you can follow that hashtag and every time you use that hashtag, it will show up as a post in someone's feed, which is really cool because that gives you a lot more visibility for people who may not know you. Number nine, have fun with it. Yes, there's all of these foundational rules, but at the same time, you want to make sure that you're being authentic, that you're showing that it's not a chore for you. You actually enjoy creating content and connecting with people, and you want to just try everything and see what works because it's never going to be a one-size-fits-all when it comes to a content strategy. Just don't put your eggs all in one basket and play around with it. See what people are responding more to, see what they're responding less to, and create your strategy based off of that. Number 10, most importantly, be you, be authentic. Make sure that you're staying true to yourself and you're not putting on a facade every day where you feel like you aren't acting like who you truly are. People can really see through that and it's important to stay true to yourself, stay true to the things that you like and dislike and really let your personality shine through because honestly, there are so many people that I follow that I've never met in real life, but because of the way that they portray themselves on Instagram and you can see that they're being really authentic, you kind of feel like you're friends in a weird way. And it's cool to sort of have that sense of community where you can reach out to them and talk to them about different things that they're going through. And it's okay to not be perfect all the time. It's actually better if you're not because 
Instagram is really stepping away from that trend of, you know, the picture perfect feeds and making sure that everything is super face tuned and photoshopped. And the people who are growing the fastest and really building that sense of community and a loyal fan base are the people who are showcasing their imperfections and showing that, yes, I'm real and this is who I really am. And the people who follow you for that are following you because they love you and they love the content that you're posting. I hope that these 10 tips work for you guys. If you use any of them, slide into my DMs. If you have any more questions, my email is always open. I want to hear if there's anything else that I didn't mention that maybe works for you that I can share with everyone too. I hope you enjoy listening. Follow me at The Blair List on Instagram and Twitter. Like the Facebook page, subscribe, all that good stuff, and keep it locked. New episode dropping next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Bye. Yeah.